Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Group on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 465. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, coming to you from Bloody Merrick. That's bloody, not bloody. Uh, anyhow, yeah, um, I got nothing to rant about. You know, the, the floodwaters are back up, the rain's coming, we've just got a flood warning for this evening in Merritt, and uh, I'm going to work in the morning to clean up the mess from the last flood. So, you know, hey. Things just keep going. Yeah, i am been working pretty much steady the last little while, going, helping out in town and bringing my excavator in and helping people out with their yards and doing this and cleaned out a city park and did a bunch of things. So, yeah, it's one of those things that you just kind of have to do. Okay, so uh, enough of that. We're, we're still flooding. Uh, Abbott is still flooding. The, uh, the Nutsack river in washington state broke through its banks and is back into Mass prairie again and they put up this tiger dam it looks pretty cool it's this big orange tube and they fill it full of water and it's supposed to stop the water from coming out and it goes right across the the highway one so yeah they, the highway is not open but it's stopping the water and everything is cool um i don't know i don't know i don't know it's kind of funny I don't know if I said this in the last show, but, you know, we first we started out with COVID, and then we went to the wildfires, and then well, now we're in the flooding, and they just discovered an active volcano in Quinell, and just, I just saw some sign about lizard invasion. I mean, what the hell? Man, the locusts are coming? No, it's lizards. Uh, I don't know what to say. Uh, I really want to say. Okay. Um, I'm just going to open up the mics, talk to the boys. Uh, we got Charles and we got Will on board here. So, uh, William, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you doing? How are things in Calgary? Good. So, is, so is BC actually going to eventually break off and fall into the ocean and Calgary will be, Alberta will be the West Coast? Is that what's going to happen? <laughs> and either like you guys it, sink to the bottom of the sea or you become an island. One of the two. I'm just wondering. I'm up really high. All of our fitting customers to. I'm I'm up at 900 sure. meters. So you know this. I, I'm I'm good. Uh, but this okay. volcano is just kind of confusing the shit out of me. How? Who, who knew? Who knew there was an active volcano right. in Cornell? Did I talk about that last week? Did you guys? Did Did I say that nope. last week or no? Nope. Okay, nope. yeah. There was a friend of mine posted a, a, a thing on Facebook, and it said, uh, welcome to Jumanji, British Columbia, right? And I thought that was kind of funny, right? And he goes, first it was COVID, then it was this, and then I, I sent him the link to the volcano, and he says, what the fuck? I didn't expect that. <laughs> went, yeah, shit. And, then and now we just got and then you're gonna get new thing about then you're gonna get invaded. Then you're going to get invaded by monkeys, trust me. So, monkeys. Anyways. Yeah. Monkeys are anyways. 
don't That'd be cool. I don't like yeah. them. But I think they're very slimy bit animals, so I don't really like them that much. But um, I I, they're better than snakes. I hate snakes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm going to send this to you guys. There. Uh, well, I sent it to the pool chat by mistake. Okay, so Sparky's going to get it as well. Okay, so now... Uh, Lizard warning. Bloody. <laughs> and, and it's spelled lizard wrong. Lizard only has one Z in it. Because they've clearly taken the B away. It says it so obviously says blizzard warning, and they've just crossed out the B. But it's funny. This there way. you go. It is. It's very funny. This. Okay. Charles, welcome to the show, bud. How are you? Hello. I'm doing all right, all things considering. Yeah, looks like Highway 1 is still closed between Abbotsford and Chilliwack. Yeah, there is some hope that it might open sometime soon. Now, we're actually, uh, the water levels and stuff like that have actually stabilized here and actually started to go down. Uh, we had heavy rain for the last couple of days, but then we um, actually had, um, today for the most part, it was dry. I mean, it wasn't sunny or anything, but very little um, very little rain. It was, it, any rain was drizzled, so it didn't rain hard, and it's actually go, water's going down, so... Things are starting but to you do, turn. You do know that the flooding does, has nothing to do with the rain that happens in Vancouver, right? It has to do with the no, rain that, that happens in the mountains. Right. Right. Yeah. But our levels are starting to American go down. So. Yes. True. And uh, the levels in the uh, Nooksack are also dropping, which is a plus. Well, see, now that's important. Uh, yes. We just got a notice, and I will see where, where it, it is. And it was only a few hours ago. And it said that the uh, levels at Brooksmere are on the rise. And, uh, okay, where is it here? It's got to be here. Business open Wednesday. Cook coming two hours ago. Note, flood warning. Okay, two hours ago. Notice, flood warning. Water levels at Brooksmere are continuing to increase and have now surpassed the readings of the last atmosphere of river event. The flood warning is in place and there are possibilities that dikes could breach. Nobody should be in the evacuation order area now as day access hours are over. If you're still in the evacuation order area, get the fuck out. That's what it says, okay? And uh, and that was two hours ago. And Brooksmere is... Uh, Higher than us, the water starts there. It doesn't start there, but they, the, the readings at Brooksmere are eight hours before it happens in Merritt. Okay, does that make sense? Yes. So what happens in Brooksmere, eight hours later, happens in Merritt. So three hours ago, the levels at Brooksmere were higher than the last flood. So five hours from now, we should be getting breaches in our dikes if they're not held, if they're not going to hold. So we could have another disaster by morning. 
Lucky us. You know, normally your life is pretty boring up in Merritt, isn't it? No, no, it's always exciting. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, were you no, paying attention you to said, summer during the wildfires? Well, no, 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 I said normally, okay? But you've had fires and you've had you've had evacuations and you've got flooding and and you got a new Burger King and, you know, stuff like that. That's really exciting. That Burger King has been there for like two years and it's terrible. I mean, I wouldn't eat a Burger King to save my life to start with, right? I mean, they shit, man. They, they cook all the patties in the morning and then microwave them for you all day long. It's terrible. Don't eat a Burger King. It's bad. Yuck. <laughs> terrible burgers. Don't eat a Burger King. I, I prefer I prefer A&W anyway, so. And now a message from our new burger. Okay. Yeah. And now yeah. a message from our new sponsor, Burger King. Uh, no, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> I don't like your good burger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the, the second best burger out there is Dairy Queen, if it's a true brazier store. Oh. If it's not, then it's it, it's kind of an iffy burger. Okay. There you go. Now, I McDonald's is not food. Dairy Queen. Don't eat there. I haven't had McDonald's a Dairy Queen in a long time. Food. I haven't had a Burger King in a long time, or a Dairy Queen burger in a long time. I do like. I, I love, haven't either by choice. I absolutely love McDonald's hash browns. Okay, they're just fantastic. McDonald's. McDonald's has the tastiest bacon. Okay. It is just, it, it is awesome, the bacon. But that's the only thing that's in that restaurant that's any good, so I just don't go there just for bacon. There's no point. But when I used to work early Saturday mornings at the winery, then I used to stop at McDonald's and get some hot cakes, hot cakes and bacon, and like eight sides yeah. of bacon. Yeah. Yeah. And their syrup tastes like fucking liquid sugar. It's gross. Okay, anyhow, enough yeah. fast food. Uh, Let me talk about football. Oh, my God. Can we not, there's not enough football to talk about. That's a big problem. Yes, there is. Okay? We yes, really don't have much. No, there's, we don't. No, no, no. We don't. We're yeah. gonna spend, we're going to spend an entire hour, an entire hour, and this is right up your alley, Christopher, on how fucked. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders organization is okay. Is this something happened that I don't know about? <laughs> You're a funny guy. No, You're I'm not. I'm guy. serious. Is it, I, I, have I missed something? I mean, we don't like Saskatchewan. We all know that. They, they, I think I know what he's talking about. Morally, oh, I'm talking about ethically I'm, bankrupt. I'm, I'm, a number of things, so. Okay, but so we'll when are we going to get to that? We, we'll just continue we talk on. talk about the yeah. game? Yeah. Okay, so there was a, there was a yeah. football game this week. Actually, there was two. One of them was really early in the morning, and then one, one was early in the morning. And uh, on sun, Sundays, I do not have the luxury to watch football during the day. So I'm not going to see another football game for the rest of this year. And just so that you know that, okay? And now, that you know, it's kind of sad. But I am the you know, the football type of guy. I'm, I'm on the podcast and stuff, so I have to pay attention to what's going on in the game. So 
that being said, why I know that why the, can't you watch a I know football there was semi- game on Sundays? I'm sorry. Why can't you watch a football game on Sundays? Why can't you watch a football game on Sundays? Well, because there's no because I'm busy. I have yeah, things but, to do. I have a ranch to run. I cannot daylight yeah, but, hours. Yeah, I'm but not don't inside. you do that? Don't you do that all week long? Yes, I, I work seven days a week on this. Ranching is seven if, days. If I'm if I'm not doing something in town, running an excavator or something, right? Right. So okay. That being said. Yeah. So when you're so running the excavator. When you're running, when you're running yes. the excavator, who does the work on yes. the ranch? What doesn't so get done until I get home? Okay, so take two hours or three hours, watch a football game, and do it after the football game. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> well, you just said it does. No, the, the work on the ranch. I'm talking about chores. I'm not talking about other projects, like extra projects. Well, like no, today no. I built I a bridge. I know what you're I talking about. I wouldn't do that after I know what you're talking job. about. Okay. So, no. Whatever. Anyways, I wouldn't have built continue a Continue on. Okay? So, continue on. Did, yes. you, did, you see continue my, on. did you see my really nice garden shed that I built? No, I don't think I did. I built a really nice garden shed, and uh, i got pictures of it here. I'll send them to you. Okay, I'd like to see it. There, I sent them. Okay, I'll look at them. This is not a little garbage garden shed. It's 12 by 32, 36, 32. Yeah, Quite but, large. But Lots of room Christ- in it. We have a lot of garden Christopher stuff. Jones. Christopher Jones. Christopher Jones. Yes. You know what I do it's for a nice living, shed. right? You build buildings. Okay, so but you, when you say you don't this use is logs. quite a big garden shed, use, when you say quite logs. a big garden shed, why can't I get these pictures to... That is quite nice. Oh, it looks nice, yeah. Yeah, it does. And you built that all by yourself? I did. I even built the foundation by hand. Those are uh, used Allen blocks, and I put them down two courses, and then I filled them with concrete. Okay, and so then I where put a, did you where I put did a plate, you, a two by eight, treated two by eight plate down, and then I glued the first course of logs down, and then I just used ten inch spirals on the rest of them. Are and those real logs or are they fake logs? Uh, define a fake log. Well, did you go and and cut the trees down yourself and and make the logs? No, I did not. They seem too symmetrical and too perfect to me. They are. Okay. It's, okay. It's, it's called a, D, a D-log. Okay. Okay. And a yeah. D-log is, is six inches thick and eight inches high. It's tongue and groove, yeah. and it's got a round outside profile. Oh, okay. Cool. And uh, where did you buy your metal roof at? Uh, some metal roofing place here. In, in okay, Canada, what are those there? And yeah. and it is a is it a is it a standing seam roof? 
Uh, I'm sorry? We can't. Is it a standing seam roof? What is or that? Is it, or, is, or was it a screw-down roof? Oh, yeah, you know, it's a screw-down roof. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, They're not hidden screw-down roof. They come in. No, 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 okay. no. Okay. And yeah, okay. I had these trusses kicking around and everything else, so I just I built it to the trusses that I had made like ten years ago. Okay. No, it's uh, you could a guy could almost live in there. It's almost big enough. There's a couple of people who said this is bigger than my house, and I went, yeah, well, yeah. you got a shitty house. <laughs> we we have some we have some squat we have some squatters on our okay well, let's let's just let's just leave it at it's a very nice shed Christopher you did a fine job thank you and it I looks very that. and it looks very it looks like it's it looks very professional if you will it does I could it sell that. It, you know, I could I could I'm not it, being it, sarcastic either I could sell that no, to somebody I, I, okay. I, I, it took me about a day and a half to do the foundation and then about a yeah. day to do the first course and then yeah. two to three days to build the rest of the building and then uh, a day on the roof. So I'm, I'm into it for like a week and a half. Oh, okay. That's not you bad. Know, give or take. Yeah. So anyhow, I just thought I'd show you what, and, and there's a picture of that D-log. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. Just so, because you can just Google anybody and out there that's wondering they, what we're talking they, about. Just Google D-Log in, and you can get a picture of it. Do they come in different lengths, or is it all one length? Well, no, there, there's a, a mill in Tappan, which is up in the shoe swap area, right? And they, they export yeah. this all over the world. And I buy their right. cutting ends, which are four feet long. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And there's... There's 50, 48 of them on a pallet, and I get them for a buck each. Yeah. So it's $50 oh, okay. for a pallet of 48. And so that wow. means, and I use seven and a half pallets to build that thing. So 350 bucks to build that building. Wow. I, I spent 350 bucks for the nails to nail it together. You spent 350 bucks on the roof at least. Um, yeah, the roof was pretty much a, uh, 1100 bucks. Yeah. To buy the ten. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So all in, what do you figure? Uh, under five grand. Okay. Hmm. And your labor? What do you figure your labor's worth? Uh. What would I sell this for? Is that what you're asking me? Yeah. What do you What do you figure your labor's worth? If I was. If somebody came and asked me what this would be worth, it would be probably about $15,000. I bet okay. it's closer to $10,000 if I didn't have a lot of the stuff kicking around. I, I was going to say, buy the trusses. I, I was going to say I would sell it for more like $20,000. Yeah, and actually that's what I thought originally was $20,000, but then I didn't want to be, yeah. be gouging. But yeah, twenty grand, I would build these all day long for that. Yeah, don't sell yourself short. I mean... What? Yeah, no, no, I understand. Uh, I'd have to build a saw. Because they're they're six inches by eight inches, they're really hard to cut with a a 12-inch chop saw. Because a 12-inch chop saw only has literally five and a half inches of cut, right? 
Yeah. So it won't go all the way through. So you have to rotate the thing, and then you never quite – you're always working on, on trying to get the cut right. So if I did, did this, I would build my own saw. I would – and because um, – who is it? Diablo, I think, makes a 16 and 5.8 saw blade. So I would build a, a chop saw yeah. that would work with that 16-inch saw blade. Then I could cut 8-inch pieces. It would be really fun. Uh-huh. I would do this. I would do this okay, all day long. You know what? You know what? We're Let's boring throws to death. Let's talk about football. Yeah. I'm just listening. Sorry. Sorry. We were talking about football, and then you, you got sidetracked here. Well, there, there was well you should have sent me a picture of a building. Don't you know that's what I live <laughs> yeah. for, is buildings? Come on. Yeah, I'm sorry. I apologize for that. Okay, so somewhere in here, I've lost the sparky thing. There it is. Okay. Uh, get rid of this thing. Okay, so we had two games this weekend. We had the Montreal Alouettes came into Hamilton to play the Tiger Cats. And this one, I didn't watch the game, so I can't tell you what I what my opinion of the game was. But I really don't think – Montreal just stunk it up. From the highlights that I saw, they just didn't play good football. Now, I'm not going to comment on the game because I really didn't watch it, so I'm going to let Charles do that first. Charles, I know you guys were watching this because you guys were talking back and forth when the games were on. What happened? Well, long and the short of it, pretty much Montreal pulled a no-show. This game was not a blowout by any stretch of the imagination. I think it was there uh, for the taking. But Montreal just didn't make the plays when they needed to. They had opportunities in this game, but they just didn't capitalize on them. Hamilton wasn't great. They weren't. Um, at halftime, even though they were up 20-3, to three, it did not seem like they were head and shoulders the better team. They just happened to make a few more plays than Montreal did. In reality, though, that game was there for the taking, and they just weren't uh, able to take it. Is what I did. I mean, um, you've heard us if you've listened to our podcast before and so on. You've heard us talk about good Trevor Harris and bad Trevor Harris. And this week it was just um, Trevor Harris. Bad. Well, he wasn't bad. He just had no finish. He got three passed for three hundred and sixty-four yards, way way more than Jeremiah Mazzoli did. But it was all between the 20-yard lines, and that's not going to get you. Not going to get you any point. They just didn't, weren't able to put the ball in the end zone. If you look at the total offense in this game, um, Montreal had 410 to 237 for Hamilton. They nearly doubled them in total offense, but. They just they had no finish and couldn't make plays when they needed to, couldn't put the ball in the end zone, and kept coming up short. And they kept coming up with nothing. They weren't even able to get I did they had the one offensive touchdown by Don or excuse me, I'm looking at the wrong thing here. They didn't they had the one offensive touchdown by Eugene Lewis and that was it. And they had other opportunities to put points up and just didn't take it. Hamilton wasn't great in this game. In fact, they were fairly average, 184 yards for Jeremiah Mazzoli. They only had their leading rusher was Don Jackson, 46 yards. But they were able to make a few more plays in this game, and that was the difference. It was only a nine-point difference 
Montreal, if they could have made two more plays, probably could have won this game. But they they just had no finish, and that's what cost them. Nine points difference, was it? Yeah, 23 to 12. Excuse yeah, me, 11, like 11 points difference. 11 points difference. Excuse me, 23 to 12. But he, okay. even so, I mean, okay. Hamilton just made a few more plays, and Montreal just couldn't capitalize when they had opportunities. Yeah. Okay, so the, like the, Charles just said, the final score was 23 to 12. That's 35 points total. CJ picked Montreal at 39 points. Ooh, Staker. Uh, Charles got Hamilton at 46. So he got 100 points for that one and 20 for the extras. Uh, William, you came in at 47, so you got, you're off by 12. You got 18 plus your 100. CJ got the goose egg. Um, William, what's your take on this football game? Okay, so it's amazing. It's amazing how two people can watch a football game and completely see different things. Okay, so in the you first and quarter, in the first yes, in the first quarter, Montreal was there. Hamilton wasn't. Second quarter, Hamilton Hamilton just said, "Okay, it's time to make something happen," and scored twenty points in the second quarter, okay? I thought I thought Hamilton's defense was fantastic. I don't think it had anything to do with Montreal finishing. Hamilton's defense was incredible in my mind. And Ja'Garrett Davis, if people don't think he is the best defensive end in the CFL, they're fucking blind because he was outstanding. And he seemed to turn it up right. that playoff notch and look the fuck out, man. Nobody could stop him. It was I thought it was a pretty good game by Hamilton. But going forward, I still don't think Hamilton's gonna make the Grey Cup because I'm I'm gonna say they still have one problem. You can't quarterback. quarterback win you Jeremiah cannot Mazzoli. win with Jeremiah Mazzoli. And Why wasn't Dave Evans pick, playing football here? Well, I guess they think Jeremiah Mazzoli is better, or they're paying him more money. Or they like the quarterback to, to pretend to be to pretend to be a Troy Polamalu lookalike, okay? Because <laughs> that's what he's trying with that hairdo, okay? Um I yeah, but I I think their defense was stellar. To be honest with you, I thought they were excellent. And Trevor Harris had no chance because they were fucking all over him. So that's okay. my thought. Okay. Well, so now we. I mean, we they the still gave up over four hundred yards. Yeah, but Charles, I don't care if you give up a thousand yards if you don't let the other team score, Roger. I don't care. Fair enough. You know what I mean? And that's a that's bottom, a very good point. Bottom line, bottom line, you got to score. It's a it's bend okay. but don't break defense, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, now William, the next game, which yep. was the Calgary Stampeders going into Regina, were you embarrassed with the performance of the Calgary Stampeders? I was embarrassed for both of the teams in the first half. Yep. I, I, I'm just curious because I think Sparky was really embarrassed about Calgary. 
Yeah, but you know, I'm I'm a little different than Sparky. Do, 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 you, uh, you, spark, do you know I, why? I, why? Do you have the, why, the sheet up that he, he Sparky sent us? No. Have you looked at it? I don't know. I haven't. What sheet are you referring the to? Semifinal, the, the semifinals of the 2021 season had the Saskatchewan Rough Riders heading over to Edmonton to play the Elks. And Saskatchewan beat the Edmonton Elks 33-30 to 30 in Commonwealth Stadium. What? What are you talking about? I don't know how... I'm talking about how Sparky fucked us up. This this sheet is just like he Calgary didn't play, and, and, oh, okay. and they didn't even have it in Saskatchewan. It was in Edmonton. Okay. Wow. How did I know that? I don't know. But I mean, was he on right, I think was it was it thirty three to thirty? Yep. Uh, yeah. That was the right score. But he's yeah. got Edmonton scoring 30 points, not Calgary. So mm-hmm. I just okay. think he was embarrassed. He must have been embarrassed, and he thought that his team was actually – Edmonton was playing because they played so terrible. I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't look at his sheets because I don't care anymore because it doesn't matter. Um, okay. So, anyhow, the final score was 33-34 to Saskatchewan – over Calgary, 63 points. That's a lot of points, okay? CJ picked Calgary at 46. Again, he gets a big zero. That's a double zero this week. Only eight points. I only got, like, 42 points for the whole fucking weekend. Uh, it's, like, totally embarrassing. Um, William, you picked Calgary to win this one at 36 points. Uh, so you got the zero and zero because you were off by so many points you didn't even get any. You go ahead and tell us what happened in this game. And, and don't forget to talk about your kicker. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. He's coming. <laughs> let's talk let's talk about let's talk about let's talk about let's talk about my favorite quarterback, Bo Levi Mitchell. Okay? Yes. Let's talk let's did, talk about did him. He, How did, he? did he did he fucking suck? Oh my god. Is there something wrong with him? Is he injured? Is he a no, he's moron? Just playing, is he an is he an idiot? He's just playing to his level. Is he an idiot? No, he's not playing to his level. Anyways, after the game, he said there are some things that people do not know about or understand. Okay, that are happening in the background. Whatever that meant, I tried to find that out this week, but I had no luck. Um. You know what? Calgary uh, and Saskatchewan both sucked during this entire game, in my mind. Okay? It was better in the second half. They decided to come out and play football. But in the first half, there was there was five interceptions. Like, five interceptions? Really? Was the defense that good? I don't think so. And then, And then my point of this whole season, and I've tried to reiterate this over and over and over again, kickers suck. (laughs) You get a team. You get a team that goes through the entire season 
and they fight and they claw their way into the playoffs. And they fight and claw their way through the entire game, and it comes down to a fucking moron kicker who can't hit a field goal. That is your only job, okay? You don't have to do anything else. All you have to do is come out there on the field and kick the little volley between the goalposts, and you couldn't get it done. Why will I never, ever, ever be a CFL? Why would I never, ever be a CFL coach? Because I would go for it on third down every single fucking time. So, was this like a really long field goal, or is this like a 27-yarder or something? What was it, Charles? I think it was like 34, 35. Something like that. It wasn't wasn't super long. It's certainly one we've seen him make many times before. In my mind, Rennie Paradez is the best field goal kicker in the CFL. Okay, but he wasn't that. He wasn't that Sunday. He missed three field goals. I don't remember the last time he seen. I've seen him do that. Go on. Oh, let me continue. And 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 I guess we'll talk about this later. The incident in the first half where. where what's-his-name got kicked out of the game. Sean Lemon. Come on. Yeah. Sean Lemon. Now, let me ask you guys something, and I forget, because I don't pay attention to these things very often unless the guy is on my team. Is Sean Lemon known as a dirty player? I don't, I don't so. know if I... I wouldn't, I wouldn't call him He's had his moments throughout his career, but I don't think I know, he's known I know as an overly a, dirty player. I, I know, no. I know he's a mouthpiece. We know that for sure. Yes. Yes. Okay. But and there's nobody that works the line that isn't is a, 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 a as an angel. Okay. Anybody who works the right. line is not an angel. So he's, he's right. no angel. But I he's but, not a dirty player like a Rob Murphy or Khalif Mitchell or a you, you know what I mean. And, Angelo and Mafia. he has been around. Angelo he, has been around for, he has been around for 10 years, and I don't think I've ever seen him lose his cool. Okay? And as players mature, they tend not to do that very often. And I just thought it was shocking at halftime that he lost his cool like that right before halftime and punched uh, Duke Lewis in the head. Okay? And then I hear all the now, rumors. Yeah. He spit it. He spit in his face, and Sean yeah. Lemon said in a press conference a day later that during the time of COVID, this guy spits in my face. What do you expect me to do? So, don't know if that's true. I have heard from people I know that were actually on the field at the time that he did do it. So, I'm not saying anything. Okay. Once again, blind CFL referees. And so I, I have a question go, for you. Yes. It, because a, a little further down, we've got this thing, right, where it says Sean Lemon was yeah. ejected after delivering a, a two-handed punch. Yeah, I've it never was a heard one-handed of a two-handed punch. punch. It was a one-handed punch. I don't know where they got two-handed from. Yeah, I, I didn't okay. get that either. I, okay. I, I want to see a two-handed punch. I've never seen anything like that. I thought that would be pretty impressive. I wanted to go look for a video of this. 
So, and my last observation goes to the class of the CFL, the Saskatchewan fans. And I've heard from a very reliable, I've heard, I've heard from a very, I've heard from a very reliable source that a certain, a certain Calgary Stampeder got hurt on a play. And they literally had to carry him off the field. And people have told me that the fans were screaming at this guy saying that they hoped his career was over. Okay? Oh. Like, how classless can you fucking be? And it just makes me hate them more and more all the time. Wait, did this surprise you? Well... Yeah, it does surprise me because I never want to see anybody get hurt, even opposing players. Okay, even they get hurt. Right, they get they get hurt, and you know, you usually when they get up off the ground or they go back, you usually applaud for them. You don't fucking cat call them and tell them they hope their fucking career is over. It's like wow. Um, I. Something just just confuses me here, though. You you you, you made a that? statement just a moment ago that said you actually didn't think that you could hate them anymore. Yes, I, I'm pretty convinced you can. Well, now I, I can. I sure. Hate 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 is a certain level, and, and once you're there, you can't get more hateful. Oh yes, you can. It's kind of like pregnant. Okay? You can't be more pregnant. Be a little bit, yeah. You can't be a little I'm pregnant. Even, you can't I, be a lot pregnant. You got, you're pregnant or you're not. You either hate these motherfuckers or you don't. I'm even hoping next year I, I actually decide that I'm going to go to the Grey Cup next year and go to Saskatchewan and see if I can get into a fight with the Saskatchewan fan, okay? Uh, I wish you were coming this year Will, to do that. Yes. You're 60 years old, Will. Yes. Don't do that. And what is your point, Christopher? It, you'll look like Joe Cap and Angelo Mosca fighting on a stage. Exactly. I can videotape and it'll become a viral video. Oh, you don't, you don't know. You don't know anything, my friend. You don't know anything. Okay. It's just I, oh, I, I know a lot of things. It's like. Fuck. All I can say is fuck. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Charles actually picked the Saskatchewan to win this game. He picked it by 41 points. You're off by 22, so you got no points for the bonus there. But you did get the 100 points in both games. But he got the 100. But he got the 100. He got the W. So, Charles, what was your take on the glorious game for you? I'm kind of on the same way as um, Will because, quite frankly, the first half was one of the worst half of football, worst half of football I have seen in a long time. Nothing but interception, sloppy mistakes, sloppy plays. It was like each team was trying – to lose the game, but neither team wanted to take it. It was really, really bad football game. Now, the second half made up for it. 
The second half at overtime was outstanding, I thought. Extremely exciting. But the, the first half, let's put it this way. If Saskatchewan plays in the first half like they did against Calgary this weekend coming up against Winnipeg, the game will be over by halftime. Because if they got away with that against Calgary, they won't get away with that against uh, against Winnipeg. Uh, Winnipeg will bury them quickly. Um, yeah, I mean, it was embarrassing. And then the offense is really got going in the second half, and it was really back and forth. But, hey, we've seen it uh, happen to a few teams this year. We saw it happen to the Lions more than once. Uh, kicker basically costing them a game. But this is surprising because it's Renee Paradis, who I've long thought to be the best field goal kicker in the CFL. But um, um, he missed three in one game. Uh, I don't remember him missing two very often, let alone three. So uh, he really um, he came up um, came up with uh, the goat horns on this one. This was really uh, really not a good football game. This is one of the probably the worst games I've ever seen him kick. And um, the Stampeders they tried to battle. They battled hard in the second half after a terrible first half. Eight interceptions the starting quarterbacks combined for in this game. Five by Cody, I think, I believe Fajardo threw five, and uh, Bo Levi Mitchell threw three. And these are two guys that want to be considered among the best in the CFL. Well, when you're in that kind of position and you uh, need uh, to come up clutch, throwing three and five interceptions is not exactly a way to convince you to clutch. So Cody Fajardo, he's still got some playoff uh uh, playoff um, grading to be passed as far as I'm concerned because, yeah, he won the game, but they almost won this game in spite of him because he kept throwing the ball to the wrong team. But having said that, it's the scoreboard that counts at the end, and at the end of the game, Saskatchewan had 33, Calgary had 30, and that's that. So that's hey, that. So and, according uh, to CFL.ca, Mitchell had two interceptions and Fajardo had four. So I, I, I've seen, we've seen I their stats swear that Mitchell before. threw three. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought for sure he threw three. So but maybe I'm one wrong. thing that I noticed on the inter- internet was the attendance. Everybody was just screaming about how pathetic the show, the turnout in Saskatchewan was. The total of the attendance was 24,001 per people. Now, yeah, and I, I question that, I might 34,000 33, people in, in, in Mosaic, uh, or is it 36, something like that. This is like a two-thirds capacity. Uh, yeah, and that's 24,000. Considering they don't have any restrictions on how many people could have gone. Yeah. And that twenty four thousand is uh, is generous. generous. Oh yeah, I would question. I one, would question that for sure. They had one side where the upper deck was virtually empty. There was almost nobody up in the upper deck. 
Are people afraid of this, the, the pandemic, or, or are they, they just losing faith in the riders, or what's going on in that, that square province? Well, that doesn't make sense because they really have – they've been – crowd-wise, they've been pretty good for the majority of the season. As a matter of fact, their, their, their crowds um, were higher in most of the regular season games than they were in this game. So uh, I don't know. That yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah, but I thought I thought I thought uh, Saskatchewan was leading the country in COVID cases now, or something like that. So because they're finally not do or they're finally doing something, but I don't know. the The crowd was piss poor in my mind. Mm-hmm. I was shocked because normally you would get a sold out crowd for a game, and it was and it was balmy outside. It wasn't cold at all. No, okay. and, and like just going back, November thirteenth was the last Riders home game, and it was against the Elks, so it meant absolutely nothing to anybody, right? Uh, they had twenty six thousand people. They had two thousand people more than what they did in this game, and and that's just yeah. the, the going by the attendance, the, the the which we know is just a fallacy. Yeah, you know, we, right. There's there's no way that they they have the fans that they say they have in Toronto. Wow, I don't know. I was just surprised. I I was assuming they were going to be sold out, but me too. Then I me look too. at you the TV thinking, and but like, maybe, where the hell, where the hell is everybody? But maybe Saskatchewan fans are getting tired of seeing them losing at home in the playoffs, which they've been doing for quite some a number of years, and they finally won. Well, know. you know, it could be that the fact. Okay, so. You have to be double vaccinated to go to a football game, right? Yes, yes. Okay. And we now have this new Omicron variant that's out there right now that seems to only be attacking double vaccinated people. So maybe people are just scared of this now. Who knows? Because the only people that are getting it are those that are traveling and this and that and everything else. They're all double vaccinated, so... Um, yeah, yeah. Who knows? This is being spread. By, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, 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 what I don't can know. we say? Okay. Let's just move on. Okay. We're going to move on. Yeah. The next week, this week coming up, that Sunday again, and we're going to have that stupid early breakfast game in back east, and it's going to be the Montreal Alouette in – no, 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 no. It is. Sparky's got Montreal going into Toronto, and it's not. It's Hamilton going into Toronto. Sparky, you're off your fucking game. You know, Sparky, I, I'm going to ask Sparky. Sparky, do you actually drink and not tell anybody? Is that what it is? Because there must be something you going on. He's got Montreal going to Toronto. He does have Saskatchewan going to, to Winnipeg, so that's, the second one is right. I actually wrote down Montreal, but... Because uh, I'm going off of his sheet because he did this specially for me so that I would be able to not have to go all over yep. fa- uh, all over the internet to find out who's playing this that, and everything else. And he's given me the wrong fucking information. I, I don't know, Jesus man. I think he. I think you're right, Will. He must be a day drinker. Okay, <laughs> so we got the Ham- we got the Hamilton Tiger Cats going to show to play Chris Jones and uh, Rich Stubler's defense. 
<laughs> Jeremiah Mazzoli is going to go up against Chris Jones's defense. Okay, Charles, who are you going to take here? Or maybe I shouldn't have said that. You might have taken Hamilton. Well, um, I haven't said yet, but um, this is an interesting one because I really haven't been sold on Toronto all year. I mean, I know they finished first, but they uh, if you remember back in – uh, I'm going back to past it a little bit. Back in 1999, the BC Lions finished first in the West with Damon Allen at quarterback. They finished 13-5. and five. And I remember thinking that year, I'm like, I know they finished first, but I just don't think they're the best team in the division. Well, I kind of think that way about the Toronto Argonauts this year. I still think when it comes right down to it, Hamilton is the better team, uh, even though Toronto finished first. And the problem with that logic is they played each other right at the end of the season, and Toronto hammered them. Um, And that's what clinched them first place. But having said that, I'm still going to pick Hamilton in this one. I just, I'm not sold in Toronto. Uh, I just, McLeod Bessel Thompson, I'm still not sold as a starter. And he could either play a great game or lay an egg. And I just think that the Hamilton defense is good enough that they can shut down um, Toronto enough because uh, they have played well the last few weeks. But they, I think they can shut down Toronto enough uh, that Mazzoli will be able to put up enough points, uh, even though I don't think Mazzoli is a be-all, end-all, and I still don't know why they're not playing Dane Evans at some point. And maybe they do this week. Who knows? But I'm going to pick Hamilton to win this one. Uh, I think it'll be relatively close, but Hamilton should win this one. Uh, so I'm going to say uh, Hamilton uh, with 42 points. Hey, William, what is going to happen here? You know what? I cannot disagree with Charles whatsoever. I think I think I told you Mazzoli is not a very good quarterback, but I still don't think Michael Thomas is a very good quarterback. I think Hamilton Correct. has a better defense, despite the other defense being Chris Jones. I think they have better players. And I think Hamilton is finally going to say, okay, they picked us to be in the Grey Cup and be the best team in the CFL this year. Let's do it. And I'm going to pick Hamilton 38 points. Okay. So CJ is going to go totally against this. I do not think Jeremiah Mazzoli is is a good quarterback at all. I just... I've been saying that for years. Uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson has had some beautiful games, not only this year, but in the last few years. And we've always talked about the law office of Hamilton Bethel Thompson. Uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson, sorry. Um, and I just think that Chris Jones' defense with Rich Stubler in the secondary has, has, has built a shutdown defense for Toronto that – it, it's going to work. Now, you, you keep saying that Jagger uh, Davis, de, de, what's his name? Jagger Davis. Jagger Davis, that's right, um, is the best uh, shutdown corner in, 
in the league. Here's the problem. Cloud Bethel Thompson doesn't throw the ball that far. Uh, uh, Christopher, Jagarid yes, Davis is the best. Def- Jagarid Davis is the best defensive end in the CFL. Christopher. Oh, is that? He's not a defensive end. Okay, sorry. He's, he's not. not, he's yeah, not I, a know, I forgot. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. You're right. He's on the line. Are you a? Are you a dangerous? What was I thinking? Or what? I, I, I've been drinking tonight, and I don't normally do that. Okay. My daughter opened up a bottle of Trebbiano de Suave, and I said, yeah, my favorite white wine, and I'm going to drink a little bit of Italian tonight. So I had a couple of glasses of Italian white tonight. Very dry, clean, crisp-tasting, beautiful wine. I love it. Okay. But, yeah, I don't normally drink. And it was dark out, so it's not being a day drinker. Not like Sparky. I don't know what the fuck he's doing here. Um, yeah, okay. Well, I'm still taking Toronto, and I'm going 54 points. I think it's going to be a bit of a shootout. We both believe that the defenses are the best side of this game, but I think there's going to be some points scored. And I'm going 54. Why not? Okay. Um, the last game has Saskatchewan Rough Riders going into Winnipeg to play the Blue Bombers. I, there's no response to this game. I, I just, I don't think Saskatchewan has a hope in hell of beating Winnipeg. Calgary might have, but not the way they've been playing lately. So, um, yeah, I just, this is going to be a Winnipeg-Toronto break up. Charles, what are you taking on this game? Well, I, I I'm agree. I'm going to agree with you, quite frankly. I just I just don't see you can't agree with me. You pick Hamilton. Well, I'm going to agree with you on this game, mind you. I just he already talked about see, Hamilton. Yeah, exactly. I know, but he said he totally agreed with me, and I said it's going to be a Toronto a Toronto Winnipeg Grey Cup, and he says yes, I agree with you. And I said, you can't agree with me. You picked Hamilton. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, but uh, when it comes to this game, I'm going to agree because, quite frankly, I just don't see Saskatchewan going into Winnipeg and winning. I think that they are – Winnipeg is head and shoulders better than Hamilton. I really believe that. And that first half last week really soured me on Saskatchewan. Yes, they came back and won that game, but like I said, they try and do that against a – a team like the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, they're going to be dead and buried before they have another chance. And Saskatchewan, uh, I just, they're not a strong enough team in really any facet. I think that the um, Saskatchewan Rough Rider or the Bombers have a better quarterback. I think the Bombers have a better set of receivers. I think the Bombers have a considerably better defense. I think you're stronger in every um, single facet of the game than Saskatchewan is. And I really think that uh, the Bombers are just going to win this game. They're just a better team. And they're, um, I see this one going the Bombers. I think it's going to be a fairly significant win. I don't know if it's going to be a super blowout, but I think the Bombers win this one comfortably 
So I'm picking the Bombers uh, with um, 49 points. 49 points. Okay. And William. Okay. So you got to look at some factors here. Yeah, Winnipeg is definitely stronger than Saskatchewan. Okay? But who is more motivated? But who is more motivated? The last time Winnipeg, Winnipeg played Saskatchewan in a Western final in Saskatchewan, Winnipeg won. Saskatchewan was the yeah. first-place team. Winnipeg was the third-place team. Winnipeg still won, okay? Now you're going to Winnipeg where they're the first-place team. Saskatchewan probably has a long memory of losing to them because they thought they were going to the Grey Cup, and they didn't. So that might make a difference. Also, I think Winnipeg has been sitting around for two weeks. And uh, so I, I would bet you that Saskatchewan comes out roaring, and it might seem like they're going to win in the first half, but it's not going to happen. And Saskatchewan and Winnipeg always play close games. If you think about the Labor Day games, they're always close games, okay? I'm curious to know how many Saskatchewan fans are going to follow them to Winnipeg. We shall see come uh, Sunday. But no matter what I say... Not I many have followed never... them to Regina. Right, that's true. No matter what I say, I will never pick Saskatchewan. So I will pick Winnipeg. Uh, what the fuck? Let's go 59 points. Wow, Okay. Now, CJ is going to take Winnipeg again because I'm not stupid. And I, I was going to say, I was going to go really high and say 54 points, but Will, like, went 59. So I'm going to still say 54 points. I'm going to stick up there. I probably should go really low, like 29 or something, because it's going to be a defensive struggle here. No, it's not. Um, okay, so that's it. Chris, CJ, Christopher is taking Winnipeg at 54 points. Will took Winnipeg at 59. Charles took Winnipeg at 49. And CJ is the only one that's taken Toronto for the for the Eastern final. So I'm either going to, like, suck really bad in this pool or I'm going to make up a little bit of ground. Okay? Well, no, none of us, none of us are going to get any points on the Eastern game because none of us picked Montreal. Yeah, that's a problem. Exactly. If they win, we're yeah, screwed. Well, <laughs> Absolutely. I can't believe it. I, I, I'm amazed that Edmonton made it to the Western semifinals, though. That's just, like, uh-huh. confused me completely. Uh-huh. Anyway. I hate Sparky's just got some explaining to do. He's just upset because Calgary lost, okay? Well, that's, I think that's it. He was embarrassed about Calgary losing, so he just thought yeah. that it was Edmonton that played that game because Calgary would yeah. never have played that poorly. And that, that's so. a philosophy. I'm pretty sure about that. that that's kind of the way I took I it. Think so. That's why I asked if you were embarrassed about the game. But, but yeah, I, was I guess not. I get embarrassed every time we lose to Saskatchewan. Especially, especially when your kicker can't kick a fucking field goal. Anyways, 
<laughs> yes, I'm still. I don't, yes, I'm still, don't yes, tell him short. He yes. couldn't kick three field goals. Yes, I'm still bitter. That, okay? That, okay, that last field goal that Paraday's missed was a 44-yarder, by the way. Still makeable. Okay. Very automatic yeah. for well, you. Well, it was. Yeah, it should have okay. been. So, if it was a 54-yarder or something, I would have, you know, we would have said, yeah, okay. But yeah. he missed from 45, 35, and 44. Yep. No excuse. You you make those field goals, you win the game. Yep. There's no. Overtime. You make two of them. You make two of them. You make two, two out of three, you will win. Yeah. So this was field goals that were scored in overtime. There is what happened. So yeah. Calgary scored a field goal. Yep. Uh, Saskatchewan yep. scored a field goal, so they went to double overtime. Saskatchewan scored a field yep. goal, and Paradise missed. That would happen. Correct. Yeah. Very Correct. embarrassed for you. Uh, okay. So be it. Uh, where'd my agenda go? There it is. I got it. Okay, so that's it. the scores. We're going to put those in the drawer. Uh, uh, Sparky, I don't know. I don't know you. I think we need to read. Okay, Sean Lemon was ejected after delivering a two-handed punch to the face of Saskatchewan Rough Riders Duke Williams during a scrum and has since accused Williams of provoking the altercation by spitting on him. I, I agree with Will's synopsis of this. Because I don't know Sean London losing his cool. He, yeah, he's, he's an absolute mouthpiece, and sometimes he just needs to shut up. He played for PC a couple times, didn't he, Charles? And, yep. I, you know, I, I, did, I didn't find him to be uh, an aggressive dirty player. He's not like a kind of sea bear or anything like that. Um, so, no, I don't I don't believe this is his nature. They just provoke it to get violent. We know that football is basically a gentleman's sport. You don't get into fights. It's not like hockey. Uh, even baseball will fight the football does. So, um, I, I don't know what, what the is. In my face, I lose my shit, too. I would absolutely shit. And if it comes back, did um, did this actually happen? If it is found on any video, I'm spinning. It's a setup for this game. I'd like to see that. But anyhow, that's my take on this, Charles. You're odd man out. You haven't said much on this yet so far. What do you? I I understand Will's reasoning. It it does make a lot of sense, especially in this age. If someone comes and spits on you, you're gonna lose your cool. There's no um. There's no uh, doubt about that. And during, especially during the regular season, I could totally get that. 
the problem is in a playoff game when you your team is really depending dependent on it to do something like he did. I know, I get he lost his cool, but to lose your cool like that, throw a punch, get kicked out of the game, and don't forget he got penalized 25 yards on the play at the end of the half, giving Saskatchewan a 25-yard advantage in the second half, which they used to kick an onside kick, which they recovered, went down and scored a touchdown. I, I Again, I, I understand him being pissed off, but even at that point, especially in a playoff game, you've got to pick your spots and you've got to resist that. I know it's tough, especially in this part of the, in the – with what's going on everything right now, but there was just so much to lose, not just for him personally, for his entire team. You've got to be smarter on that. Now, I don't know if Duke Williams spit on him. I don't know if we'll ever know the truth. Sean Lemon says he did. And I agree. If it caught, found out that he did, he should be immediately suspended, I think, for multiple games, not just one. Um, but at the same That's time, an I know... Yeah, it, it, I, I agree. I 100% agree. But I understand that. But I know he's pissed off. I get that he's pissed off. Uh, I can uh, totally understand that. But there are times when you've got to, as hard as it is, you've got to turn the other cheek at times. But, you know, it happens. Okay. Let's. Thirty-seven minutes ago, we had a mudslide on closing Highway 99, Pemberton to Lillooet. Yeah, I just saw that too. Yeah, I love my province. Okay. William, come on. Do you have anything else to say on yes, this issue, or are you don't, done with this? Don't, don't I get to go on this one again? Yeah, you can. Okay. Once again, we'll talk about my hatred for Saskatchewan and their fans, because for the last two to three days, all I've seen online is Saskatchewan fans, fans defending Duke Williams, saying, basically saying that Sean Levin is one of the dirtiest players the CFL has ever seen. And that's why that I, I asked the question. That's with. why I asked the question earlier, okay? And like once again they're trying to justify it. I don't care what kind of player you are. That is probably the lowest thing you can do to anybody. Okay? I think it's disgusting. But I I guess I guess in the heat of the battle and you're trying to get under somebody's skin, it's at all costs and you do whatever you do. So and I, I don't think I don't think they'll ever see Duke Williams spitting on him because obviously the referees didn't catch it. And if they had a caught it on T V or somewhere, it would be getting broadcast right now because the CFL said they were investigating it. But who knows? So that's all I have to say. 
Okay. I mean, so I, do have I a- guess, I guess, I guess he shouldn't spit on anybody during the Bomber games because I'm pretty sure they'll be looking for that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure about that. Okay, here's here's a really deep question. Baldwin denies pulling the trigger. Do you think the gun spontaneously fired, or do you think he's lying? You know what, Christopher? If the gloves don't fight, you can't acquit, okay? <laughs> you can't convict. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, we, we Once know again, that. We know that. Once again, Andrew Harris and O.J. Simpson are working with the same company to prove their innocence, okay? And eventually it might happen. Who knows? I, I, I think Alec Baldwin's joining that, that little group. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Could be. I'm pretty Could sure. Could be. Be like an Oreo cookie. Oh, did I say that? Whoops. Anyways. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe you just said that. I don't believe I said it either. I'm just going to pretend I didn't hear it. I like Oreo cookies. <laughs> I do too. Yeah, me too. I like the Blizzard from yeah. Dairy Queen. Yeah. Oh, God. This show has deteriorated into something that I, I don't even know what it is anymore. I, I really don't. Okay. Um, Damon Cox suggests that this could be the last season for the Argos in the CFL and suggests the team could join the XFL. Stupid is this guy. Quite. Like, I, I'm I'm curious as to why anybody would even think this. Do I believe that it's possible that the Toronto uh, community might have an XFL team next year? Yeah, it's possible. Highly likely, but it's possible. Do I think the Argos are going to leave the CFL and go over that? No, I do not. I, I think that's just dumbass, stupid. Should the Argos leave Toronto? That's possible. That's very possible. I've been hearing way too much about this uh, uh, NFL team wanting to come to to Toronto, and it's been going on and on and on forever and ever and ever and ever, and it may or may not happen in our lifetime. But if it does, the Toronto Argonauts shouldn't go head-to-head in the same town with them. They should go off to Guelph or go off to uh, Windsor or something else. They should move, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. Charles, what's your take on this? First of all, consider the source, Damian Cox. I don't know if the guy has ever written anything positive about the CFL. This guy's an idiot. I'm sorry. I don't like him. I've seen. I've read his stuff before. I've seen him on TV. The guy's a moron. I, I don't like him. I don't respect the type of journalism he practices. The Argos, it's not that simple. The Argos are a property 
connected with the Canadian Football League and have been for decades. It, I don't think it's just as easy as Maple Leaf Sports Center same and say, oh, we're, we're just going to take our team, we're going to go play in the NFL. Well, I'm guessing the Canadian Football League's head office, they might have uh, a bit of a, uh, an issue with that, and I'm going to guess that lawyers would get involved at that stage. And if we know anything about lawyers, when they get involved, things get dragged on. A long time, months, weeks, months, years sometimes. And I just don't see it. Now, like you said, maybe the, they, they put a team, a, Toronto, a team in Toronto in the XFL. Uh, that could happen. But are they going to take the Argos out of the CFL and put them in the XFL? I'm sorry, I don't buy it. I, I think that's nonsense. This is just Damian Cox trying to get a bunch of eyes on his on his um, um, on his articles. Haven't heard much from Damian Cox over the last little while, so he comes out of the woodwork. Let's let's get someone paying attention to me and let's write this. It's uh, whatever, Damian Cox. Go back in your hiding and write another stupid article six months down the road, and then we can all argue about that when it comes. But I'm sorry. Um, it's not just that simple to saying, oh, we're leaving and going to the XFL. You're going to get some pushback, not only from the CFL, from, I'm guessing from all other eight teams. I'm thinking that the city of Toronto may not be thrilled about it. And by the way, going to the XFL, what are you gaining uh, going to the XFL and leaving the CFL? You think that the people of Toronto uh, are just going to flock to you because you're in the XFL? People have said, oh, that the Toronto people of Toronto think the CFL is Bush League, um, um, and they're not interested uh, in the CFL because they think it's a Bush League. Well, so you're going to take them out of a, a league that's been around for over 100 years and put them into a, another league that's already failed twice? Yes, because that doesn't sound Bush League at all. I think this is nonsense, and I don't think that the Argos are going anywhere. I don't think they are. Well, I, I, like I said, I I think that if an NFL team comes to Toronto, that the Argos should move. Well, that's a different story. Yes. Yeah. But I I just I don't see the uh, MLS just saying, okay, well we're we're going to take our franchise and transfer them to the um, to the active. I don't think it works like that. But anyways. Yeah, is this what you want to talk about or one of the subjects you want to talk about there, William? Okay, yeah, I thought yeah, that I, might I, be a minute. I, I, I looked at the agenda, and I know we're pretty uh, pretty uh, limited. So, Finn? yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. But I can talk okay. about this for a minute, this Toronto thing. I don't care. You want to go to the NFL? Fuck, go to the NFL. I don't care. There's still going to be XFL. a CFL. There's still going to be There's still going to be. There's still going to be. If you want, you you want to go to a league that doesn't exist. Uh, yes, exactly. Fill your fill your fucking boots. Come on. Maybe they can join the USFL while they're at it. Fuck. Maybe they can join the local Toronto high school league. I don't know. I just I get tired of hearing about this. But I, I did hear some really intelligent uh, answers to this today. Someone said, it's okay if Toronto leaves the CFL 
because we could still have a franchise. I can't hear you, Will. I'm still. I can hear you, Charles. I can hear him. I can can hear him. Yeah, I can hear him. I don't know why you can't, but I can. I'm not hearing either of you guys. What's going on? You can't hear us? You didn't put us on mute accidentally, did you? I can hear Will. Okay. I can hear both of you. I can hear both of you, too. Maybe he's on mute. No, we wouldn't be able to hear him if he was on mute. I don't know. Yeah. I can hear you fine. Is my phone fucked or what's going on? Somebody uh, talk. I I am talking. Uh, I can hear you fine. Yeah, we can hear each. Okay, well. You guys just go off and talk, okay? I can hear you. And I'll yep. figure out what I can do. Okay. Okay. So, anyways, I don't know. Um, yeah. I hear. I, I heard. I heard two brain surgeons. I'm gonna hang out suggest... and call myself back. Okay. okay. Not that I you heard can hear two me, brain. But... I heard two brain surgeons today say it's okay if Toronto leaves the CFL because we can still have expansion franchises in Halifax and Newfoundland. Okay. Oh, so we're going and Halifax like... and Newfoundland. Yes, sir, the Maritime Connection. Okay, because it'll be worth their while to do a road trip two games in a row out there, okay? Sure. Does that work? Yeah, sure, why not? Newfoundland, maybe we'll we'll put a corner brook or something. What is the biggest city Uh, in Newfoundland? uh, Isn't it New Brunswick? Sorry. Isn't... I don't know, Newfoundland, isn't it? I don't know what the biggest city is. I I don't know. I don't know. That's a question. I'm trying to look it up right now. I'm curious about this. Because I don't think we have a single city that could even potentially... I mean, sure, Halifax, at least it's got some size to it. I personally don't think enough. But Newfoundland, I mean... That's like Saint a little. John. That's a little. Saint yeah, Saint John, Newfoundland, in the middle of a little island in the middle of the Atlantic. And how big is Saint John? I mean, it can't be that big. The capital city. Is, it's it's uh, Saint John. Here we go. Population of two hundred thousand. You're going to put a professional football league team in a. City of two hundred thousand. That's like close well, to Abbotsford level. Wait, yeah, but you know what? Regina is only two hundred and fifty thousand. Well, that's true, but at least they've got like Saskatoon nearby where they can draw from as well. I mean, well, if you think about it, I mean, what is the what population? I mean, at least, huh? At least, well, Halifax has got double that, 400,000, I think they're too small, but Newfoundland's on an island. Ah. Oh, you know what? Halifax. I mean, I, I mean, Saskatchewan has over a million people, okay? Right. The Newfoundland, 
Right. Newfoundland only has 500,000. So Yeah, they got half of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let, let's yeah. save the CFL. Let's save the CFL by putting a team in Newfoundland cuz that's going to draw people. Okay. Yeah. I I am back, back now. It wouldn't phone. Can you hear us? So so yep. yeah, I hear you both. Now I'm I'm back on my original podcasting mic and and no, not my original one, but my secondary one. So uh, tell me if it's working okay and everything is fine, and we'll just keep going. Um, yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? What was that, Charles? Well, I just said you're, uh, we were, it's working fine. Okay, good. Thank we you. We were talking. We were talking about some rocket science on on Let's Talk CFL today. Said it would be okay if Toronto left the CFL because we can still have expansion franchises in Halifax and Newfoundland. You can't. Okay. Be stupid. <laughs> no. So, we, so what? We can laugh what at we it. Decided to do. We all the time. What we decided to do was look up the population. So New Brunswick is five hundred thousand people. Okay. In the and entire province. New, and Nova Scotia is nine hundred thousand people. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, Saskatchewan has over a million people in it. So. And and they do quite that's a well. Small market. So those ones, yes, that's correct. That's correct. And I I think Eastern Canada Canadian teams are way way bigger hockey fans than they are football fans. Or, or you know, and I don't disagree with you, but I also understand that the football team of choice that the Maritimers follow are the Patriots. Yeah, uh-huh. that's the closest one to them. Yes, that's correct. That's correct. So, so it it it, it, people, it, like, it would be a really tough sell, in my opinion, for a team in the Maritimes. And I've been—that's no surprise. I've been saying that for decades, and nobody's proved me wrong. Right. Do people not just go out and start looking at facts before they just throw out any statement? <laughs> Apparently not. No, nope. Charles, have you not been following the COVID like, yet? Let's, let's expand to the uh, Yukon. Well, actually, I don't mind that idea, but beside the point. Yeah. None of I, it, I, here we at, come. At one point in time, I actually thought that we could expand the CFL to Alaska, and it would make sense. Makes about as much sense as going to New... Probably makes more sense than going to it, Newfoundland. More, well, makes more sense than going to Halifax. Mm-hmm. They at least got a fucking stadium in Alaska. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Yeah, we that one kind of got weird. Okay. Let's go. Okay, what do you want to do here? Do you want to uh do you want to continue with the agenda and finish this off or do you want to go and 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 pick on the rough riders for no, a while? Let's continue with the agenda. We've okay. Still got half an hour after this cuz this isn't going to take long. Well, the finalists, we've got the award finalists now and they're up. 
Okay. Let's pick winners. Yeah. Let's pick winners. Here we go. Pick winners? Okay. Should, we, should we write this yeah. down? Sure. Okay, so MOP, MOP, the, the, the MOP player, uh, is going to be William Stadback or Zach Caleros. <laughs> no comparison. Okay. Well, I, I think it's very comparable. I think William Stanback has had an amazing year. Okay? Uh-huh. And he is an outstanding uh-huh. player. I don't, and uh-huh. I'm a massive Zach Caleros fan. I don't think he's had an amazing year. Uh huh. He's going to win. Wait. Wait. William Stanback got shut down in the Eastern semifinal, okay? Yes. And he shot yeah, but that doesn't, This doesn't go on the playoffs, though. This is just... No, I realize that. But, but, yeah, Zach Kolaris, hands down. Sorry. Okay, so you're taking, you're taking Zach. And, Charles, you're going to take... Well, to be honest, I initially thought, oh, this is a no contest. Then I looked at William Stanback's um, uh, totals this year. He has 1,176 yards rushing in 12 games. Yeah. That's a, that's a phenomenal average. I'm still going to pick uh, Caleros. I believe he was the best player in the league this year. But it's not, as far as I'm concerned, it's not as big a goal a bigger gap as I initially thought it was. But you look at his numbers and see um, his rushing totals in 12 and done it in 12 games. It's actually pretty impressive what he's done, but I still would go with Caleros. Okay. Um, I don't think Zach Caleros has had an amazing year. Uh, I, I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And I've always said that he's the most talented quarterback in the league, but he, I don't think he played outstanding football this year that being said when your team is astronomically amazing uh it hides all your warts and we're finding that out in Calgary right now and uh but zach's gonna win this hands down there's not even gonna be a competition i, I william Stanback had a great year charles no question about it an amazing year mm-hmm. but that it, it, it it's gonna take uh a monumental um, swing for somebody to, for a running back to beat a, a quarterback like that. It just doesn't happen. You you have to be doing amazing things. And uh, I don't think William Stanback was that amazing. He was, but he wasn't. Uh, I know, that was just so indecisive. But I'm going with Zach Caleros. We're straight across the board on there. Okay, on defensive MOP. Uh, we got Simone Lawrence in the West, and we have Adam Big Hill in – sorry, Simone Lawrence in the East and Adam Big Hill in the West. They've got the backwards, in my opinion, but they, the West should always be on the left. Charles, who's your take here? If you look at these guys' numbers, they're pretty comparable. In fact, based on just the simple numbers – uh, Simone Lawrence is actually a little bit better, but this is where you've got to look at the intangibles. And um, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers had the best defense in the Canadian Football League this year, 
And when you come right down to it, Adam Big Hill is the glue that holds the defense together. Uh, he's the leader of that defense. He's the guy kind of running the show for the defense when they're on the field. And you got to look at it. He had two guys on his own team that very well could have been named the defensive player in both uh, Jackson Jeffcoat and Willie Jefferson. But he got the nod. He is the uh, he is the um, stalwart of that defense. So when you put it all together and look at the intangibles, I have to give this one to Adam Big Hill. He is the leader of the best defense in the league. So while he's a little bit under Simone Lawrence in terms of uh, numbers, when you look at the intangibles and everything that he brings, I got to give this one to Adam Big Hill. Okay, William, what are you going at? Well, you guys. You guys have disagreed with me on this a couple of times this year, but I think, in my mind, okay, and you take the whole thing in perspective, I think this is the best season Adam Big Hill has had in the CFL. Wow. So, um, so I think it's I think it's I think it's hands down Adam Big Hill. Okay. I'm not an Adam Big Hill fan, okay? But, I mean, he's always had, he's always had, I mean, he had Solly in BC, okay? Yeah. And that that makes a big difference for a guy when you got somebody like that with you, okay? I mean, yeah, he's got that great, he's got that great Winnipeg defensive line in front of him. Okay, but I still I think this is the best season he's ever had. So, I you know it's it I don't disagree when you've got a front line with Jeff Coates and, and Jefferson in there. It's it it makes it a little bit easier to be a linebacker, isn't it? Yep. I'm taking Lawrence on this one, and I do not like Simone Lawrence, not at all. But I think he's had an amazing year. And the one thing that I have problems with this is that this doesn't go on reality. This is voted on by sports reporters who are the most biased individuals you can find. So I, I don't I don't know about this. I, I really don't know. Okay. And and, and, all, and also wishy washy because Last year wasn't wasn't Willie Willie Jefferson the best defensive player ever in the CFL? Did yeah. he did he did he go That's that what far some people backwards claimed. this year? Did he go that far backwards this year? Mark Wethall is one of them. Okay, I never was impressed with Willie Jefferson. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, top Canadian. We got two BC Lions. Uh, David Menard. And Bola Combo. Oh, David Menard is now in Montreal, but, you know, we know where he came from. He used to be with the Lions, yep. He used to be with the Lions, yes. And Bola Combo. Charles, who are you taking here of these two Lions? i got to be honest. If you look at the stats um, uh, here... This one honestly shouldn't be a close vote. This should be Bola Combo hands down. Yes, Dave Menard had a very good year with eight sacks in uh, in the 14-game season. 
But you just look, he had, overall he had 18 defensive tackles. That's not a lot of defensive tackles uh, for a defensive lineman. In a 14-game season, that's just over one tackle a game. That's not very much. Look at Bola Combo stats, 66 tackles. He was just behind both um, both Simone Lawrence and Adam Bakel, who were in the low 70s, and both of those guys were nominated for top defensive player. He had 11 special teams tackles. He had four sacks, and he had three interceptions. I'm sorry, I've got to go with Bo Lacumbo here. The stats just jump out at you. Yeah. William. No discussion. Bo. Bo. Yeah. You know, I like I any player whose name's. I like any player whose name starts with Bo, right? So, just yeah. saying. Yeah. Bo Diddley. Uh, offensive linemen, we have Brandon Rievenberg and Stanley Bryant. I, I, I don't like this one. Charles? Uh, Stanley Bryant played well, did a good job for that, Zach Caleros, but I think Brandon Rievenberg uh, has shown, um, you know, Strength year in and year out. Um, it's kind of hard because I really believe that the offensive line is more of a unit than an individual. Um, but Brandon Ravenberg is a, is a stalwart on that Hamilton line. I would give it to him. Okay. William? Um, I don't know. Um. I mean, Stanley Bryant has been picked a number of times, and he, I think he's won it once. Um, but I, so I'm going to go with Stanley Bryant. You're going with Bryant? Yeah. Okay, and I will take Ravenberg. The next one here, the special teams, the ST position. We have Devontae Dedman in Ottawa, and we have Renee Paradez in Calgary. Just based on their performance in the last week, they're equal. Devontae Dedman didn't play. Renee Paradez didn't play. I don't know. I think when you don't play at all, period, you, you you're kind of like a, a zero. That's kind of like your team. Uh, you, you know, when you're doing the uh, uh, power rankings and your team's on the bye, you can't go up, you can't go down. You kind of just stay there, right? Devontae Dedman just kind of stayed there. Renee Paradise, I think he dropped a few positions over the last week with his kicking performance in Calgary. Just my opinion. Uh, Charles, what do you take on this one? Um, okay. Stop. Quickly before I answer that, if you have a chance, go to the Let's Talk CFL page and check out uh, Arlen Bruce's post and see if we want to keep it. Uh, this one, um, <laughs> I, I, this is an easy one for me. Uh, I'm going to uh, go right in. I mean, Devontae Dedman was um, spectacular on special teams this year. He was uh, the big guy. He was a date, a threat almost any time he had the ball. 
Rene Paredes, I think, had kind of a substandard year for him, and then he kind of continued that play right into the playoffs. So uh, I'm going uh, easily with Devontae Dedman on this one. Okay. I, I can't and I know find Will's not picking the kicker. Page. No, it's on our page, on the Let's Talk CFL page. Oh, it That's was posted nine hours at. ago. Okay, I'll, I'll tag you. Tag me, too, because I can't see it. Yeah, I okay. can't find it. Okay, I'm just going to do that there. Uh, Will, you can go on. I just finished on the professional team. I'm looking for further for your career and professional course. Nope. Dump it. Yeah. Will, do you okay. really want to see it? He's he's promoting some uh, uh, football camp. Yeah, it's gone. I already did it. Is it gone? Okay. Right. Yep. Yeah, there's no reason yeah, um, this will be okay. there. Yep. Anyways, my my turn. I'm I'm never gonna pick a fucking kicker, and I'm never gonna <laughs> pick that fucking shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> And and the other guy the other guy was hurt for the last three or four games, wasn't he? But I'm yeah. still going to pick him. And I mean, yeah. the worst thing is if if Rennie Paradise wins it, he's going to have none of his buddies there to cheer him on because he let them down by not kicking the fucking field goal. So pretty simple. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so I, I'm going to make that unanimous. It's Deadman. Uh, the next one is kind of funny. Uh, we've got uh, Peter Nicastro in Toronto, and we have Jordan Williams in uh, BC. Uh, I don't rookie? mind going first here. I'm 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 going with Jordan. Yeah, rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. Okay. I'm taking Jordan Williams. Charles. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, with all due respect to Peter Nicastro, Peter Nicastro uh, I have to give this one to Jordan Williams. He had a spectacular. He was one of the main bright spots in a lo- another long year for the BC Lions, him and Bola Combo. So, yeah, I'm going to give this one easily to Jordan Williams. Okay. And William. Ben Sankey. <laughs> I'm sorry, no, what was Jordan that? Williams. Ben Sankey. I was going to say Ben, ben Sankey, but Jordan Williams. Not nominated. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. Okay, now this one is actually a lot tougher than I would think it would be. Uh, Coach of the Year. And it's down to Ryan Dinwiddie and Mike O'Shea. There's an argument here that, I mean, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers team is nothing short of amazing right now. We all agree on that. They are the class of the league. They really shouldn't have any competition going into the Grey Cup. Anything else, it, 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 that's just a fact of the matter. 
okay? Did he do anything amazing to make that team that way this year? Literally, it is the same team that he coached last year, last 2019, to a Grey Cup victory. What did he do to improve the team? Yeah, they ended up first in the league, but then it, was that so much because they are an amazing team, or is it because everybody else was not there? No other team really got their shit together this year. Ryan did win. He, we wrote off. First-year coach in Toronto, doesn't really have a quarterback, yada, yada, yada. Ends up first in, the, uh, first in the Eastern Division. Is the only team to have beaten the Winnipeg Blue Bombers that wasn't in garbage time? Because I, I know Winnipeg lost the game at the end or two. Um but that wasn't it was because they they did they, they didn't give a shit if they were fighting for a playoff position there isn't a hope in hell that, that Montreal would have beat them um so Ryan Dinwiddie and and he wasn't he uh perfect at home or did they no they lost the last yeah. game because they, they they didn't put in McLeod Bethel Thompson they put in that other idiot and they lost the final yeah. home game uh, yeah, this is tough. William, I'm going to put you on the hot seat here. Who are you going to take? Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think it's tough. And the reason I don't, the reason I don't think it's tough is because, uh, it's really hard to repeat. Okay. And it's really hard to keep professional athletes motivated to win back-to-back championships. Okay, I mean, but he hasn't done it the yet. First time, well, no, but if he does it, the first time you do it, okay, everybody was hungry and they won it, yeah. and they stuck around the second year to make sure see if they could do it again. And I think to keep them motivated, which they've obviously been motivated all year, or they wouldn't have the record they'd have. And uh, I think he's coach of the year, Ryan Dinwiddie. You know what? You bring a team in, and that whole team is different. Yeah, it's a chore to put it all together again, to put it together to make it a winning team. But once again, they do play in the East, and uh, sometimes that's kind of easy. And uh, I don't like – I on top of that, I don't like Ryan Dinwiddie. Never have, never will. So there you go. So you're taking Mike O'Shea. Absolutely. And I'm and I'm not a big Mike O'Shea fan either. Yeah. So Charles, what's your take? Uh, this is a tough one, I think. And and I know what Will's saying and he, I agree with a lot of what he says, but you know what? I always go back and like CJ said right off the top, this is being voted on by sportscasters. And the sportscasters always love the kind of loser to the underdog. Going from a underdog to the top dog turnaround season. And for that reason, I'm going to go with Ryan Dinwiddie because he took a team that didn't make the playoffs 
last season or 2019 to a team that finished first in their division. And the CFL and the not just the CFL. I think you see this in a lot of leagues. The writers eat, or the the sports writers eat that stuff up. And if you look at that, more often than not, a coach of the year is a guy that turned a team around, rather than a guy who was at the top and just stayed at the top. So I honestly think this is going to go to Ryan Dinwiddie. Okay, you guys are both very sure on this. I am so not. I'd like to do a Mike Wedall here and flip a coin, but I don't have a coin. So, just for shits and giggles, I'm taking Dinwiddie. Just because. There you are. I don't know. Sparky, are you taking track of this, or is this just us? Um, that's it on that one. Let's pack this one up and put it away. I wrote them all down just so that we know what they are and we can deal with this. And when is this done? This is done the week before this is done Grey Cup, week right? Week of the CFL. Yeah, you week should, of the Grey Cup. Yeah. A week tomorrow, I think. I think is the uh, awards. Right. So we're not yeah. going to have it for the show before the Grey Cup. No, we'll have to no. do it after. Unless we postpone our show. That won't work for it, me because I'll it be is a Hamilton. Sunday game. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, but we'll yeah, our show will be on the Wednesday following the Sunday game, right? Right. Yeah, it, so. it, it could be, but it could be uh, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, and it wouldn't make a difference. Right. We could get it closer to the game. I, you know, that's something that we can talk about later. We don't have to decide that one now. But uh, we do have the finalists. Those are our, our MOP candidates and selections for the year. Uh, we got uh, 15 minutes left. We've got Chris Strebler has signed with the Baltimore Ravens, meaning Who the cares? no return to the Bombers this year. Who cares? We know that, Will. We know that. And I'll give you this. He, play, okay? he, play, he plays in the he plays in the NFL. Who cares? Who cares? Just like that Alex Singleton guy. Who gives a shit? Nobody cares. Well, Nobody you cares. haven't you haven't heard me mention him in six games. Yeah, in a while. But he he likes to pipe up and say things about the CFL, and not always in a good way. So. I don't have a lot of respect for that, man. Strev is, is, is actually put up some good words for our league, and I'm pretty happy with what he's done. But I don't care. I mean, he's a, he's a backup nobody, and Arizona Cardinals cut him. And he went and found a home in Baltimore. Well, good for him. I'm happy that he did. I knew that he was going to keep looking in the NFL, that he's not just going to quickly run, sign a contract so that he could come up and play with, Winnipeg to win a Grey Cup. Just don't didn't see that happening. He was he's looking for the big money score, and he he may or may not have found it depending on what they signed him for. Signed him to play football, or signed him to put him on the practice roster, or I don't know where did he get. Did you hear anything about that? I believe he's on the practice roster. Yeah, so he's making marginally more money than a CFL. No, oh, no, he's making lots more. What what's the practice roster? Uh, eighty five hundred dollars a month. 
Yep. You, you, you still make close to 100 grand a year if you spent the whole year on the practice roster. Right. That, 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 that's good money. But it's not the same yeah. of money that you would make as a backup quarterback in the CFL. Right. He was the first year. He was the first year backup quarterback in the CFL when he was with the Bombers. He was probably making league minimum. Oh, fifty-five thousand, no question. Do you think mm-hmm. they you would go. pay him that to come up here and play the the remaining two games? No, he would. Mm-hmm. He would make some money. No, no, no. Yeah, but you got to think if he gets elevated uh, to the main roster at some point with Baltimore, then that money goes up considerably. And a, and and, a rookie and contract you, in the NFL is what four hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, roughly. I oh, think no. it's in and around there. Whoa. Yeah, I think it might be more than that. I think it's way more than that. I think it's like seven hundred to eight hundred thousand, something like that. Yeah, I think so. And on top of that, if you make if you make their active roster for one game, they have to pay you for three games on the active roster. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. So, and once again, it's the NFL. Okay, it's uh, rookie players with two or fewer accrued NFL seasons make ninety two hundred dollars a week, uh, which would be equivalent oh, okay. to one hundred and sixty five dollars for eighteen weeks spent on the practice roster. There you go. Okay. So uh, yeah, it, it, I don't. It actually doesn't say that if you're elevated into it, what what you get paid. That didn't. Uh, there's no guaranteed money. I, I thought minimum wage was four hundred and fifty thousand down there, and because it, it's about uh, a starting quarterbacks salary in the CFL to hold the board number three in the CF in the NFL uh, you make what okay most quarterbacks would make up here I got it right here as per the league's collective bargaining agreement established March 2020 the NFL okay. players minimum salary is 660,000 okay go. there you go so he's, he's making about would be making about Bo Levi Mitchell's salary. Right. And he's... The yeah. war- <laughs> That's why he stayed down there. Yeah. And NFL Waterboy makes $53,000. <laughs> yeah, I got that one. Okay, so um, let's go over to Will's favorite topic, and it is the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Now, we got a picture of uh, the older Dickinson here. Craig. And an XBC lion, I don't know whether or not I should say this, but Lucius Purifoy. And Lucius seems to have had a bit of a party at a uh, a pub or a restaurant or something, a Regina restaurant. Earl's 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 restaurant. Earl's restaurant, really, at Earl's, where where yeah. a disturbance occurred. Okay. The party created a bit of a disturbance. 
and uh, I, the police were called, I guess. And uh, it doesn't say too much about what happened. He said he so, was just in the middle of it. He was just in the middle of it trying to work things out, but he's the guy who went to jail for the night. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. That doesn't Interesting. sound like it. <laughs> and he also well, he, said the disturbance, he said the disturbance was over them having to wait two and a half hours for their food. Well, you know what? If I'm in a restaurant, I don't wait two and a half hours for my food. I get up and walk the fuck out after 45 minutes. <laughs> exactly. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So. Why are you still there anyway. after an hour? Yeah. At that point, aren't you thinking to yourself, hey, uh, something's not right here? So, um, So there was a bit of a, a, a cat fight in there too, by the looks of it. One of the one of the people who was with uh, Purifoy, a female, uh, punched one of the waitresses in the face. Yeah. Did you read okay. that part? <sighs> and and which teammate spit in the waitress's face? There was probably one of those too. But that's but that Duke Williams that guy. He's it he's a jury there. For that. So so in the article it says. The 28-year-old Florida native said he was talking to a restaurant manager about his food. My food that I didn't get for two and a half hours, that Earl's Purifoy said. I should have stayed in the house, but I was hungry, man. I was hungry. I can't help it. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? (laughs) What's wrong with skip the dishes, man? Come on. Go to go to A and W or whatever. Go to wherever the Burger King or whatever. You won't have to go take to, two hours. On. You'll literally have to wait five minutes. So, um, Regina police said, spokesperson said that the man was taken into custody, was not charged, and was released once right. he was calm and sober. And this is a typical disposition to prevent a person who is intoxicated from breaching the peace. So the only one that was charged appears to be this woman. Yeah. Uh, Marissa Natalie uh, Giovanti of Regina is facing common assault charge. She was released on an undertaking to appear in provincial court on January 17th. So she got a PTA, promise to appear. Yeah. I guess I got loud with the waitress. Oh, my God. Of course this is the writers. Of course this it's could the writers. This could possibly the happen to any other DFL team. Okay, so there's really not much to say about this. Okay? This is just stupid as stupid is um what do you want to talk about saskatchewan about you there was a, you said there was a multiple things that you wanted to talk about was this, this was going the, back this was to the, the other this is what the other thing was it happened after the game and it goes to class or classlessness okay it's that simple yeah 
Yeah, so I don't know. So is there anything else that you want to trash the, the writers about, or is this kind of just... No, 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 but, but just so you know, and, and I, I tend to get things in my craw and they stay forever, I, I'm going to be a writer hater for the rest of my life. And, and on this show, I'm not going to say ever one positive thing about them, okay? Yeah, that's yeah, fine. So far, why start now? Yeah, right. exactly. I, I don't have a problem with that. But, but I haven't really been that vocal about them. Christopher's been more vocal than me. But you know what? I'm I'm going to take a page out of his book and, and try and bash him at every chance I get. Well, I they they just have, haven't done anything to show me that they deserve respect. Okay? I agree. Every opportunity that they have, they break the rules. Not just the players, the management, the team owners, like the board of directors, whatever. Chris Jones, how many times was he fined? And did anything happen to him? No. You know, no. They, he, didn't, he didn't get, the team didn't suspend him. They didn't fine him. They didn't do anything. It's just an acceptable practice. Saskatchewan Rough Riders have been fined more times for being over the salary cap than all the other teams in the league combined. A statement now, because I think Hamilton was over it the other day. So I think Riders have been fined four times. The rest of the league has been fined five times. So maybe it's not fair for me to say that anymore. But who knows? Maybe they're going to catch up this year. But you have to play within the rules. Chris Jones couldn't. Um, we're, we're almost at the end of the show here. Uh, we've got a minute and a half. I'm, but she's, there, there's the blog talk, bitch. Uh, just before that happens, Ed Hervey is the number one pick, according to Bodog, for the GM position in Edmonton. Anybody got anything huh. to say on that? Edmonton must enjoy huh. losing. Yeah. Well, Ed Hervey did build the last Grey Cup team in there, and if it wasn't for Rhodes, he probably could have kept going. Uh, so, yeah, you never know what's going to happen on there. He was the guy who was in BC, right? Yeah, he's the one that fucked BC over pretty bad. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm not a fan of him. Good luck with that, Edmonton. Yeah, I'm not happy with them at all. Okay, we've got 40 seconds left in the show. I'm going to close her off. This has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 465. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. I got to talk football with my buddies for the night. And uh, we'll talk to you after these games coming up this weekend. Uh, watch some football. Montreal's over to Toronto. And uh, Calgary, oh, Edmonton, I, I don't know who's playing in the West. Charles, say goodnight. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening, and we will know the Grey Cup matchup when we talk to you next week. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening, and Saskatchewan sucks. Up up your game, Sparky. Up your game, okay?